All right, I'll let you know when it's recording, Rodders. <coughs> yeah, let All me right. know when. Yeah, I'll tell you immediately. Oh, hang on, uh, it's going yeah, now. Yeah, I knew it was. I knew yeah, it was already I going. Th- I knew you knew. I can read you like a fucking Oh, book. see, now it wasn't me this time. <laughs> <laughs> it is boring waiting for the music. Every- everyone knows the music. Everyone knows the fucking music by now, right? It's one thing I like now that I'm actually listening to podcasts. I can't stand it when there's extended periods of music in a podcast. Yeah. I wish this would just fade out. Oh, there it is. There, there you go. There's a fade out. Wish, well, wel- wish granted. Welcome to the 1240 Cerebral Flatulence Podcast, oh, everyone. Well I am Rodders and... I'm Harv. And... G'day. And I'm cerebrally flatulent myself. G'day world. <laughs> G'day world. Uh, yeah, it's a good new name, that. Yeah, it's good. Wow. It's, not, it's not bad. It's hard to say. You have to concentrate when you're mm. saying it. Now, this is episode 40, Rodders. I just wanted Shit. to bring that up. 40? Yeah, we said we wouldn't... 40. This is the 40th one of these. Yeah, we said we wouldn't celebrate 40. We'd just is celebrate 50. Is it the 40th 50. or is it the 41st? It's the 40th. One, two, Last three. Last one was 39, 39 I think. 40, yeah. 40th. Yeah. So, yay. Is there like a crowd nice sample on your on your board there somewhere? Just uh, try a sound. Just rent. got a good, good, good brain. That's pretty appropriate <laughs> for us, probably. Yeah. Oh, Yay, forty podcasts, which is ironically about the number of views we get on each episode. So. Well, that's better than zero. I'm impressed by that. Like, I, I don't know. I, I I think I mentioned a couple of episodes ago. Like, I get on these podcast groups and I interact a lot, and I don't yeah, know why do. because I'm not. We're, what we're doing, whatever we're doing, <laughs> it's becoming more and more apparent. That this is not how you make a podcast. This no, isn't what we should be but doing. But we've at ne- all. we've never been ones to subscribe to the normal way of doing things. So we just we just do do it our own way, and that's you know it's apparently that shit house. But yeah, uh, well, it's, you know, apparently from what I know, you're shit house. Oh, really? So, yeah, I so, am shit house. That's a shame. That. That's that's just what I've heard. You know, well, it's, yeah, it's it's pretty much a proven fact now. But um, if know, it, if it makes you feel better, I'm shit house too. Have so. some have some sympathy because you know it's hard to be shit house. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to make something you know, this good. I'm trying to overcome. Look, play shit that, house. Play that good brain thing. I'm trying to overcome being shit house. I got a good, good, good brain. And then the never go full retard one. Uh, it's about eight, said, seven. Right, I'll tell you something. Oh, go fuck your mother. Uh, so I don't know him well enough yet. <laughs> Is that you saying you're not going to play the sample that I want to hear? No, it's just I don't know what one. Try six. Out. It's to the left of that. Yeah. Oh, I'm in a glass case. No, that's not, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> And that's been the 1240 Cerebral Flatulence Podcast. Thanks, everybody. Wrap it up there. There's a three-minute episode for you. Yeah, Yeah. that's how easy it is. Folks. What are we talking about today, Rodders? Oh, let's, we got, uh, let's keep it snappy, shall we? Let's keep it snappy. Yeah. We're going to talk about uh, Polybius, which is a mythological arcade game. Yes, so give us give us a bit of background. So, or... well, I hadn't even heard about this, I don't think, yeah. until a couple of months ago when I spotted a documentary on YouTube about it and I just decided to watch it. It was ended up being a really interesting story. Ties ties into MK Ultra and all that conspiracy stuff that we're Doesn't everything though? There's so much. Yeah. Uh it, so apparently it was this nondescript uh, machine case. Mhm. That um you know, had this had this futuristic style game. It was it was apparently around in nineteen eighty one, and only a select amount of people. So it just like appeared in arcades, video. Portland, arcades. Oregon is where it's said to have. Appeared. Was there only one, or was it in multiple arcades? 
Uh, well, yeah, that's not clear in not the story. Clear. That's that's sort of unknown, yeah. I guess. Well, it's unknown whether it existed at all, though. Right? That's right. Yeah, because there's no there's, there's no ROM that surfaced with the actual game on it, so no. it sort of can't be proven that it even existed, other yeah. than. Uh, you know, these people on the internet talking about it. Are basically. there pictures of this game, like being played or like just... No, I haven't seen any pictures of anyone playing it. Um, there's been mock-ups of it made. Yeah. So this is what the game might have looked like. Um, just people just fucking around, you know, using Adobe After Effects probably could make it. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's apparent. There's apparently... Uh, I forget the German name. It's Sonoslosion or something. A what? And uh, that's apparently that's the company who developed the game. Okay. And that's uh, you know it's sort of talked about as a made up word, like someone must have made it up because apparently in German language it doesn't really, it doesn't exist yeah, in their language. It's not actually German. It's not actually. It's just a made up yeah, word that sounds sounding. German. Yeah. Well, who said it was German though? Well, it's just it's it, apparently it means deleted memory or something like that it's got okay. some you know if you actually it's two two german words sort of mashed together yeah, yeah. maybe it's maybe it's latvian did you ever think of that no, no. See, that's latvian. why i should be in these investigations you know no one thinks of these things no, it no could one, be latvian no one suspects all right if anyone latvian. out there is latvian please what's the word that we're trying to work out? sinuslosion or sonuslosion sinuslosion that sounds like cinema explosion nah no, it doesn't. I'm just saying it wrong. Okay, that yeah. makes sense too. Yeah, <laughs> but a, the, all bad. the all the images of of this game and and uh, even the the way the title of it might have looked on the machine. Apparently, more likely, and um, in, in that share a slice podcast, we'll play a clip of it in a minute. That they talk about it. How it was more likely that it, it was just in a blank machine, like just a black, mm-hmm. you know, arcade machine. It didn't have a joystick. You didn't need a joystick to play it. Apparently. Mm-hmm. It was just like I think one of those balls. Mm. I forget what other games had that, but you know, one of the like early um, style Ar- like Arkanoid. You're thinking of, I reckon, like yeah. bricks. Yeah, where yeah. you could just move the ball, and that was how you controlled right. the, you know, the ship. Well, so, you mentioned the um, the Share a Slice podcast. Yeah, you want to drop uh, the, the bit of that? Well, it was interesting. I just wanted to say, uh, you know, I've been interacting on these Facebook groups it's, and and Sean Maguire is one of the guys who's on the same Facebook groups, you know, one of the Underdogs podcast group yeah, or something. Yeah. Shout out to the Underdog podcast community. Shout out to the Underdogs if any of you guys uh, happen to listen to this. We, but, we um, should definitely advertise this episode so people in that group listen to it. Uh, it's, it's a great tie-in, isn't it? It's almost like we planned it. We didn't plan this. No, we, we did. No, we didn't. You'll never know. Anyway, um, this I love this podcast, right? Uh, this yeah. guy, is, he's, he's one of the most uh, interesting guys on the group too. He always says interesting stuff. E- easy listen. I found it a very easy listen. And his voice is very professional. I mean, he's like okay, the opposite not, of this podcast. Let's not suck the no, guy's dick too much. Let's no, I'm, I'm not trying to suck his dick. I'm just saying... <laughs> If you if you don't like us right now, Go you'll probably him. like that because he's much that's a better. really professional. No, I have podcast. to agree. He's much better. Lots of interviews, interesting people. Here's what he said about the Polybus mystery. Polybius. Polybius mystery. There's a lot of conflicting reports as well. Um, I've talked to a player well, this is his guest, actually, who said that's that at, at one point in the game that it would just go black. And um, by that point, he was already so uh, accustomed to the gameplay that he would actually have to navigate uh, kind of the spaceship through like a, like a black hole of sorts and, 
it was the repeating patterns at that point which you know enabled him to you know get to the next level it's really interesting to me to yeah, hear so about, cut it there you know- um yeah he's talking about a part in the in in the game that actually apparently happened where yeah the screen just went blank and you expected to keep playing yeah um, with a blank screen. Yeah, with a, with a blank screen, which I so think that, has been done was, in games after. Before after we move this. on, that was the voice of Todd Luoto, <clears throat> yep. who's a writer, director, producer, made a documentary about Polybius. Maybe the one that you watched. I'm not sure. No, but I don't sure think he, he made that. Doco. No, what they uh, actually, it, it says it in the, in the podcast no. as well. They're, they're making a podcast. They're, they He's started off making a doco yeah. and now they're making it into a podcast That's with right. all the audio snippets that they've collected. So Correct. that'll be interesting. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely have a listen to that too. Yeah, so I mean, the game is linked to uh, MK Ultra, which is uh, one of those conspiracies that float around the internet that there's a bit of information about apparently. Uh, no, uh, MK Ultra isn't a conspiracy. I don't think it's Yeah, it's pretty real, right? Like way. there's some pretty real information about how different experiments were conducted and how things, PSYOPs are still conducted, probably like elements that... Well, that part's conspiracy. Like the, it was supposedly disbanded in what was it, the fifties or something? Seventies, maybe seventies. The seventies. Yeah, yeah, it was more seventies. God, that means it went on for like twenty-five, thirty years. Yeah, God. had a pretty. Uh, and and they good just run. did fucked up experiments that were based around Electro some of the shot. stuff that was done by the um, Nazis by the Nazis in in World War Two. Um, and it's it's documented. It's not a conspiracy. What, what would be a conspiracy is if if someone Still said it was happening on. now, because that's hard to prove. But um, there's a lot of, I mean, you could argue that you see it everywhere. Yeah. You know, you, you see it in, in movies everywhere. You see it in music videos. You see imagery that refers to it. Well, you know, there's, yeah, a lot of symbolism got, that gets used now. Exactly. You've that got Lady that wasn't Gaga, being used before. Lady Gaga portraying herself getting electrocuted in one of her music videos. It doesn't make sense in a music video. So if it doesn't mean something else, I don't know what it means. No, it's, it's just, it's music videos are, are a good way to put that stuff in because mm. you can easily just say it was, oh, it was this, art. Is, this is artistic yeah it's yeah. artisan yeah it doesn't have to be related or mean getting anything. electrocuted is artisan people yeah, it's so. artisan it's it's pure art <laughs> and that's how they get away with it um yeah so uh yeah but, but what did Poly- polybius actually do to anyone what i, I don't understand what the claim is is, is it well, that people said that they it, it hypnotized them or something some people experience Allegedly experienced uh, insomnia, nausea playing it. Um, right. Worst cases include, I think, night terrors and suicidal thoughts and things like that. Mm, that's interesting, I guess. So, so know. somehow this game implanted suicidal thoughts in people or, or triggered or, some that have been implanted previously. Or, or maybe it was they used it as sort of a training ground for, you know, people who got good scores in the game. Maybe that, you know, they, they collected this information and yeah. then recruited those people like a for recruiting dark tool. ops. Do you, you believe know, that the, the power structures have recruiting tools like that? Like we've talked about, I think, the Freemasons and Rotary and things like that being potentially recruiting tools for like, you know, the, the deeper secret societies and so on. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason, like if you believe that, and I think I think I believe that that could happen. I mean, why not? We don't, we don't know that that's not. We don't know that's that might not be the purpose, the only purpose of the of those groups, but certainly could be used that way. I mean, you know, all the it potential takes is, is there. The potential all is there. it takes is for someone to keep an eye on it. And, you know, if anyone shows promise, hey, that guy looks evil. It's a good way of hiding in plain sight. Just present it as something that's, you know, beneficial for the for the community, keeping the community together. You can't argue that that's No, that's good, right. Rotary right? Rotary do good things. They it's not that things. they don't. I mean the most of the people wouldn't even know. Like if this if that, if it was used as a recruiting tool for like 
the upper echelons of you know other secret societies and you know deeper sort of links the the people who don't get recruited wouldn't know that it's going on i mean they wouldn't be you know they, they wouldn't be coming down and interviewing people and saying hey hey how how'd you like to be a member of like uh, you know <laughs> <laughs> the order of the fucked up retards or you know i mean they're not going to do that yeah. are they yeah, the, the machetes and orange men or whatever these secret societies That's are. Right. They're not going to come down and go, hey, have you ever killed a man? You have? Oh, good. Have I got a group for you? Well, now that I know that about you, yeah. come and... come and. Have you got footage of it? Can I see it? Yeah, can... Uh, right. Come and have lunch with these guys. We'll go and, uh, we've got this other stuff. We're going to have brandies together. Yeah. All of us. We're going to touch yeah. dicks and things like that. Anyway, so, I, you know, I believe, I mean, if you, if these secret societies exist, and I think, you know, there's plenty of ones that we know do exist, Skull and Bones and things like that, that are quite out in the open. Well, when, anyway. you, when you think about, ga- you know, the gaming, the sort of games that exist these days, uh, the online sort of multiplayer games, mm. like the ones that are played in the in the room just, just up from here. Yeah, being played right now. Probably being played right now. Mm. Uh, you know, they could be recruiting tool. Why wouldn't that be a recruiting tool, you know? Well, I mean, first they're, person they're simulations, aren't they? Yeah, first person shooters. You but know. I can tell you for sure that if you're good at Mortal Kombat, that doesn't mean that you'll be good at pulling someone's head off and eating their neck. It's a bit more unrealistic, that one, isn't it? Yeah, or, a, or less realistic. It, it sort of, yeah, it sort of flies in the face of, of realism. And, yeah. uh, it's cartoon violence. Oh, That's why I was it's just, so good playing Jason Voorhees in that game. You, you've got to get it just for I, that. I've got it already. Oh, have you? It's there now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I can't play Jason Voorhees yet. I don't know how to unlock it. Yeah, you've just got to get it all unlocked. Yeah, I haven't just, really played it. Just research it. whatever cheat thing you have to do and don't unlock really, everything. I don't really have time. No, it is fun. But yeah. uh, only because you can, uh, yeah, just hack someone to pieces. You know what's funny? Whenever you mention Polybius, I immediately imagine it at the, um, what's the place called there? Pixel, Pixel Alley. Pixel Alley. Um, the place on Smith Street. Just around the corner from Imagine where we're recording. Imagine if it appeared there. I, but that's where I visualize it because it's like where the only that's place the I only know where there's arcade machines anymore. Yeah. Well, arcade parlors used to be everywhere. Yeah. But I remember the Red House in the city. You know, now it was it's in, retro. Uh, it was in Burke Street, I think, or yeah, somewhere. It might have been what, Lonsdale. Remember Time Zone? Remember how big Time yeah. Zone was? Yeah, of course. Fuck. Yeah. Time Zone. Are they all gone now? The oh, God. Oh, they might exist in some sort of. There was one in um, Fountain towns, Gate. Maybe. There's there's still a time zone there. Yeah, there's there's still uh, there's still arcade places there. They don't just involve arcade games anymore. Now you've got mm. it's more like a s- carnival, right? Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's got the stack of machines, and you got the yeah. you know things that pick up you know prizes that you can win. Yeah, the claw, the, the old claw. Yeah, yeah, it's got all that sort the of the rigged stuff in claw. It. Yeah, sort of more like a circus now. So I guess the other side of the Polybius mystery is you would have to believe like in the idea of hypnotism or um, mind control, mind control, you know, but I don't know. I, I keep thinking about this idea of hypnotism. I watched a video, uh, I think it was a Ted talk or something like that. Like it was one of those big stages like Ted. I don't think it was actually Ted, but it was like that type of thing. That thing. And this guy was talking about hypnotism and how people can be hypnotized and whatever. And, um, it was really interesting because there's a part of me that says, don't be gullible. There's no such thing as hypnotism. These things are just parlor tricks. They get the whole audience to go along with it somehow, or they get stooges in the audience to make it seem real. But this guy 
he was talking about it and, and how it's like a natural human mechanism of the brain to be able to go into this state of um, submission, I guess. Yeah, sort of a trance. Where kind of a trance. He said it's, but he said it's, it's basically voluntary. Sleeping while you're awake. Kind yeah, of thing. and some people do it better than others. You know, some people are more susceptible to it or more willing to give themselves over to it or whatever. Right. Anyway, and, and he did this example on the stage where, you know, he got some people up, you know, like you always see. I saw an example of it the other day. They showed it during the basketball. Apparently basketball team did it. Really? And uh, hypnotist, hypnotist guy made uh, one of the one of the guys, um, when he heard, when he was triggered by a certain sound effect, to pick up his shoe and answer it like it was a phone. Oh, yeah. And he did it. And, of course, everyone cracked up laughing. And yeah. It looked funny, and then at but the doesn't end, it, doesn't then it he sort of broke his trance, and he's standing there holding his shoe, going, "What, what just happened? What did yeah. I just do?" Yeah, which could very easily just be an act. Right? Could be staged. Yeah, but why? I mean, where? How would this thing arise if there wasn't some basis in human psychology for it? Like, why would anyone think you could hypnotize someone? Why is there even a word for it if it's not something that's? Do you think people can actually be hypnotized? Or I don't know. I want to be hypnotized because of this. I just want to prove it one way, one way or the other to myself. Because I'm, I'm fucking like I'm. I, there's this fear of gullibility that I have, right? Fear of being a complete chump and falling for something yeah. that's just like just a magic act, right? Hmm. And we know magic acts are all fake, you know. Uh, so Illusion. why why not hypnotism? Why not hypnotism? It's so unrealistic. But then there's this other side of me that goes, yeah, look, we go to sleep. Uh, we, you know, our brain goes into these, these. We've talked about how the brain can change modes depending there's, there's on your things, exactly. There's emotions. things like uh, sleep paralysis that we know about, night terrors. You mentioned lucid dreaming and things like this. Lucid dreaming, all of this sort of stuff that goes on that people talk about having real experiences. And I've I've had real experiences with uh, sleep paralysis. Or what's that one where you wake up but uh, but you're not like you're aware but you're still asleep? That's lucid dreaming. No, no, no. Well, is it? I don't know. Which yeah, it is. Whatever, whatever That's one what you're it talking is. about if you're awake inside of and I, I saw a, a dream. I saw a spider that um, uh, that was like terrorizing me. It was, it was terrorizing. And this is apparently one of the things. You can see a spider. You can see a tall, dark man. Um, there's a few other archetypes that people see. And, I, you know, this, this was a long period of time where this spider was terrorizing me in this room. By like lowering itself slowly down onto my face, and it was conscious. Like I was aware of its presence, and it was aware of my presence, and it was deliberately doing these things. It was a very strange experience. But whatever that was, my brain was in some mode that it hadn't been in before. And I know, I went to the doctor after a while of things like this happening, falling asleep too much, and whatever. And he just gave me a vitamin B shot and sent me on my way. And I was, it, it really fixed me. It just never happened again. So you know, I was just I was just undernourished or whatever. I had a dream just the other night where you know you we go to hit someone in your dream, mm. and I woke up and hit the. I woke up because I I actually punched the bedhead. Yeah, I and actually hurt my hand. I punched my girlfriend once doing that. I was waking up. Yeah, I was thinking to myself if someone had been sleeping next to me, which is you know unlikely, yeah. but. Uh, if someone had a bean, they might have cop one, you know, yeah. from me dreaming that. I, I woke up from a dream where I was getting stabbed by a soldier with a, a bayonet, is that what it's yeah. called, with the yeah. spear on the end of the gun. And I was holding the gun and trying to pull it out of me. And I woke up in that in that motion. Mm. And I was holding my girlfriend's arms instead of the gun. And, and like, it hurt her. Like, she got a bruise, whatever. Yeah. Something, and, uh, something else. That's what I tell people anyway. But you know, <laughs> I was actually just smacking that bitch around. So, 
Come on, Harvey. No, that's. I just was saying that because I think that's probably what everyone would think when you tell that story. It's like, oh yeah, well, did you walk into a door as well? You fucking liar. You know. No one was hurt. I'm no. Thankfully. I'm no wife beater. Okay, because we weren't uh, married. <laughs> so you can't say it was. Can't say it was. It was that. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. Like the sort of you know unconscious behaviour that we engage in, depending mm. on what 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 state the, the your brain's in. Well, the the end end result of all that is, I do actually, I think in my heart, believe that hypnotism is real. It seems real to me. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, this guy, <laughs> when he was doing his demonstration, he was doing it to the people on stage, but the, some of them weren't susceptible because he hadn't chosen them. You know how the hypnotists the hypnotist always do tests to choose the most susceptible people? Yeah, I figure they just do that before the show, right? They either do it before the show or sometimes they do it as part of the show. This guy just chose random people and said, some of you will get hypnotized and some of you won't. And it really was like some of them sort of, you know, were aware. One girl didn't get hypnotized at all and was just laughing the whole time. Yeah. And um, some people in the audience were getting hypnotized. Involuntarily. Involuntarily. He <laughs> said, some of you guys will be a little bit hypnotized. Don't worry. Uh, you'll wake up and you know, he did that thing and pulled him out of it or whatever. But to me, it's like, if that was true, wouldn't it be really dangerous? Like, it, rem- it reminds me. Well, it is. It is. It's a, it's a powerful uh, yeah. manipulation well, it goes to, to NLP and that type of stuff, which is, yeah. for, for people who don't know what that ac- acronym refers to, is neuro-linguistic programming, which is a science, or it's, a, it's probably more a pseudoscience, like it's it's not that recognized, is it? I just don't it? know. I don't know. I want to know. I want someone to do it to me so I can yeah. know you whether need someone who's good done. at it to, to, to do it yeah. and, 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 and see if it works. But um, yeah, it reminds me of that one of the videos that, we looked at all that I looked at during the week, that top five one where it talks about free will, like whether we actually have any free will or not. And we've, yeah. we've covered this a little bit. Determinism. Before. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And they sit, sit, uh, control. They sit a group of people in front of two buttons and mm. they measured that the, at the time the button was hit, that was actually, it was actually before the black, bef- the brain registers before the, the decision. Brain registered the, yeah. Decision exactly. No, it's yeah. it's that the the fingers the the presses the button starts moving before the area of the brain that triggers the decision is it, you know lights up in Su- the suggesting, ECG or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, suggesting that you know in in every situation everyone will press the button at some point. Yeah, but in the that, in that the experiment. implication of the experiment is that uh, free will is an illusion because you've already decided to press the button. But even the author of that um, study says that's not really what it means. It just means that the decision comes from somewhere else first. Mm. Does it come from outside? Before it becomes conscious. Outside well, the brain somewhere? You know, the lizard that's brain or the instinct yeah. or whatever. I mean, look, we're all, uh, we've said this before. We're all walking around trying to get laid. This is this is the driving force of most of everything that everybody does, especially men, but probably women too. <coughs> you know, they're into it. Well, it's self preservationary I mean, yeah, you, we, we all have to have to reproduce. Yeah, exactly. For the human race. Well, we don't have to. We don't have to, but we want to. I mean, there's certain people I hope that don't, you know. It'd be good if less people did. Well, (laughs) is that what what you believe? I don't know about that. Uh, Um, Yeah, I'm a bit of a pessimist when it comes to that. I think, think, uh, yeah, it's it's probably undertaken too lightly in, in 
in some scenarios. You, you mean people who aren't financially responsible enough to support a well, child? Maybe they just haven't thought it through. Or are you just talking about Hispanics? No, I'm not talking about any particular group of people. I'm talking about people hmm. in general. You're yeah. inserting that because you're racist, aren't you? Hitler would have said the same thing. You're a so. dirty racist, Harvey. <laughs> But <laughs> even suggesting that. No, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it, most people believe that they have control over their own thoughts and actions. Right? Most people are very um, I think if you invested ask people, in the idea people. that they have control over their decisions. Yeah. And, and I'm one of the few people who just doesn't, I, I don't care about that at all. Mm. You know, I actually love the idea of, you know, this, we're going to do what we're going to do that somehow it comes from instinct or, or some need of the universe that we're filling in whatever we do and that we just tell stories about why we did it later. I yeah. love that idea. I, I just think there's a, there's a real sort of symmetry and beauty in that. There's a, there's a bit to that, yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's almost the inverse of what other people do want to believe. They do like believing, which is that our thoughts influence reality. Well, if everything's just a story then our thoughts create the reality. Yeah, it's, so you just tell a nice story and everything will be great. It's philosophical. If you tell positive stories, you'll have a positive world to live in. No, that's, that's an awesome... But that would be, that's awesome, right? That's what yeah. people are trying to get to with all this... There's a lot of power. ...mystical stuff about um, yeah, there's a lot of manifesting power. and... What's that the, the book called? The Greatest Secret or whatever that's, that says, you know, your thoughts manifest. You know, that was one of the first... Uh, I don't know. It was called The Secret, I think. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. That was like one of the first sort of popular books that that put out this idea that the, we manifest yeah talked our about thoughts. the law of attraction and law things. of attraction. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I mean, uh, to me, all of that stuff's just magical garbage. But the idea that mm. we're telling stories and that's our reality is fine. You know, it's just the inverse of the same idea with the same end result, as far as I can tell. So mm. I don't know why people are like, oh, we don't have free will. Oh, I hate you for saying that. Fuck you for saying I don't have free will. Why? What do you want it? What do you want really it for? Not, What's it for? Yeah. <laughs> what's your What's your uh, fixation yeah. on? Uh, I mean, needing so much control. Exactly. And if we imagine freedom, we have freedom. If we don't imagine freedom, we don't have freedom. Speaking of control. Yes. What about this is, control? This is one of the things that uh, people with narcissistic tendencies need to have control. Yes, of situations. We, uh, they need to have, you know, they, they tend to behave in that way. That's how you can spot a narcissist, apparently. Well, this is something that um, I, I put this. They one behave in, that I way. put this one in the Trello because I think, I think narcissism, as as you know, you know, as a personality disorder, is really, really widespread. More so than people understand. And we yeah, talk about sociopaths and psychopaths and stuff a lot on the podcast. We don't talk about narcissists, and narcissists are that kind of little subset of people who have a certain uh, set of traits. They're not complete psychopaths necessarily, although a psychopath will be narcissistic, right? So it's right. it's something that you can have a degree of narcissism without being a psychopath. I wanted to pose this question to you. Yeah. And do, this is the question. Do you think that the system that we all sort of live under is pushing that narrative, that narcissistic type like encouraging narcissism, basically. Yes, breeding it for sure. Yeah, but I, you know, you know what I, my my main belief about all that is that the system 
encourages and discourages things. So not individuals are trying to plot away and create, you know, stuff. Although I'm sure that sort of happens occasionally as well, you know, that that's part of it. But I think that the incentivization that we create for ourselves with the system that we live under is what creates narcissism. Like social media is a great example of that. Where is that you know, just pure narcissism, isn't it? Social media definitely enhances can be, narcissism can, in people. It can be definitely used that way. I and mean. it's very hard to have an interest in social media without it being at least somewhat narcissistic. There's, like the selfie now, is the ultimate narcissistic. Yeah, there's now purpose-built tools for the narcissist. Yeah. Absolutely. The selfie stick where you can put your phone exactly. in and it's just the right distance away to take that you know nicely framed shot of yourself. Yeah. So I, you don't need anyone else no, around my, to... My, my photos don't come out that well. You've got a selfie stick? Yeah. You do? Well, I, I, have, I have one. It's not mine. Sure? It's not mine. I mean, I, there's one... You're a dirty nurse. There's one in the bedroom, right, yeah. but it's not... <laughs> we borrowed it and just never gave it back. That's true. They're purpose-built tools for the for absolutely. I mean, uh, but but there's I mean, the there's no way to narcissist. there's no way to create like over over and over again create images of yourself without bringing out narcissism to some extent. You, you know, mm. most most people who don't like there's, there's only narcissistic reasons to want to do that. Yeah, you know, and I, I say that as as someone whose girlfriend is you know obviously doing this quite frequently. So I'm you know. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying it to criticize people that aren't in my world. There's plenty of people in my world who do it and occasionally I'll be in a photo, you know. I've, I've been seen I've you been in, known to be in a photo. Yeah, I've seen you in the background yeah. there, hovering about. Yeah, sometimes. With a funny look on your had face. Had one had one on Facebook today with my eyes closed, which was nice. I thought that was yeah, it did, makes it did look like look, I'm asleep at lunch. It did look like you were nodding off and yeah. uh, being highly disrespectful. Sleeping at my mum's birthday lunch. To the other people that were attending. Apparently, yes. But that was a blink, I'm pretty sure. No, I'm pretty sure you were asleep. <laughs> so you want to believe it. That's how much I want to believe it. So let's talk about the traits of narcissism. Because I think... Well, you've I've, got him in front of you there, don't you? So I, I have worked for someone who was a pure narcissist. Yeah. And when I first started working with this uh, guy, I did not know what the traits of narcissism were yeah. or how to identify it. And I, his behavior was mysterious and frustrating. And I really had trouble, you know, working for this guy. It was very, very hard because everything... The, the, every goalpost was moving... Uh, everything was all about him. Uh, there was all uh, blame and no responsibility, and everything was like a, ch- a challenge, like a, a well, this game. Is, this is one of the traits of a narcissist, isn't it? It's always well, that, everyone else's fault. The reason unless why something I do unless this, something goes well, and that's when they take want credit to take credit for it. Yeah, and um, yeah. So um, I found a list, you know, an article about narcissism it had like a list of like ten or twelve traits or something like that, and I read through them and I went that is what makes sense of this guy's behavior. And ever since, I was able to handle it. And I, I just thought this would be useful to go through it for other people who haven't read about this and, and don't really sort of understand it well. I actually read through it wondering, mm. before I started reading it, I was like, well, how much of this stuff am I going to identify with? Yeah. Like, how much, of well, this, that's... how much of this behavior do I do? You yeah. know, how narcissistic am I? Turns what do you, what turns do you, out, out of, I'm a little of, bit out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> out of ten, what's your score? Uh, oh, well, let's let's go uh, through the list, right? Look, it, it, quite quite honestly, yeah. I think I'm at about maybe thirty to thirty five percent narcissism. That's not too bad. I don't think I'm 
too bad, but <laughs> not totally exempt from some of these behaviours. I would be a similar number, I think. I if I if I was being, you know, maybe that's some sort that. of bias kicking in there. You know, I don't want to make myself look too bad, but I don't want to make myself look that. You know, I'm not perfect, obviously. Well, let's go through the article, the Psychology Today one, because it's only 10 points rather than 14. The other one's got 14 points. So in in the interest of brevity. So the um, the number one and two are kind of the same thing. And uh, both of them we're doing right now. Right now we're doing both of them. <laughs> nice. So number one is conversation hoarder. So um, Oh, yeah, you do that all the time on this. Yeah, the narcissist, <laughs> shut up. The narcissist loves to talk about him and herself. Well, I love to talk about my, me, myself, God, I'm so and sick I. of talking about you all the time. <laughs> well, that's because you're narcissistic. Yeah. Yeah, so the narcissist loves to talk about him or, or herself and doesn't give you a chance to take part in a two-way conversation. Mm. You mm. struggle to have your views and feelings heard. So that, that means if you're in a relationship with... A narcissist, that's how this article is phrased, but the points are still the same. This is how you know you're in a relationship with a narcissist, right? These. But interestingly, and I agree with you that I, that I we, you and I, we talk over each other all the time. It's a bad habit. We've tried to sort of curb it. I think we do better on the podcast than we do in real life, perhaps. We don't try as hard yeah, in real life. Yeah. But we do. Exactly. I, I, don't, I don't know if, if it's pure narcissism when we do it. It's more you don't want to lose the thought. And so, you know, you have a thought. And you want to express it before you forget it. Yeah, I've got a short attention span, yeah, so I think that's why why I do it I mostly. If I don't verbalize it within you know five seconds of thinking about it, it's probably gone. Mm. So yeah, we we are conversation hoarders though, so we, we have to take some points on that. Okay, yeah, and that's um, part of the thirty percent I was talking. But interestingly, about. I always felt in my family, you know, I had a I had one sister, two parents. And we used to I, I know them. your family. You I do. know them. Yeah, but the people who, who might be listening, it doesn't matter what you know. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> sorry, sorry. And I always felt when I was younger that I couldn't get heard. Like people would always cut me off uh, in conversation. And I always felt like the least imp- important person in the room uh, in my family. And I really, I really did. It was a big issue for me when I was, say, you know, 12 or 13, I guess. You know, like that, that just. No one would listen to me. I always had time for you. Yeah, well, that's why I liked you. That's why <laughs> and why I hated my entire family. Other than no, I shouldn't oh, say that. You don't hate them. You don't <laughs> no, hate them. But I then went and might, had lunch with them today. They're, yeah. they're lovely people. But then we we might, you know, have learnt some of this narcissism from people in our I family. I think so. I think so. And maybe this is my way of compensating for that. That was like, in a sense, it was a part of my childhood trauma or learning or whatever you want to call it, where. You know, I, I think I I tried to get more confident and you know maybe forthright or whatever as as a way to overcome that. So I don't know. Anyway, if it's narcissistic, so be it. Okay. Next uh, number two is conversation interrupter. I don't know why there's two. Why? why on this. What, what's that got to do with narcissism? Interrupting. No, seriously. Interrupting. A con- yeah, seriously. What has it got anything I, to do? With- I think because if you don't let people finish. Finish. What do you want to finish for? <laughs> you weren't even good at cutting me off then. No. You should have gone earlier. Anyway. Try to add. While many people have the poor communication habit of interrupting others, the narcissist interrupts and quickly switches the focus back to herself. He shows little genuine interest in you. I don't know about that. I wouldn't say that I, I don't, I'm not interested in other people. I'm very interested in other people. Yeah, I'm... Um... 
I would say that's one of my primary drivers is being interested in people in general. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really like everything I do, like writing or creating things or whatever. I'm always studying people and what's possible and in psychology of other people. I'm not really interested in my own head, except as a reference point to understand humans overall. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say I'm not interested in how other people feel about stuff. Are you more interested in what you think about stuff? Well, I can tell you. I can tell you one thing that I know for sure. I don't want to answer you, these questions your, anymore. Your laughter does does give you away a little bit, but um, <laughs> the more you drink, the less interested you are in other people's opinions. That's for sure. That, and and the more interested you are in pushing your views on other people, and I think that's what gets you into trouble when you drink. It sounds like there's a, a bird in the other room. That's yeah, there's a like. bird out there. Yeah, there's some sort of bird, I think, constantly. I think it's because your your the back door is, is a window on your house and it's too clear. There's like birds flying into it. and Maybe. I don't know if it'll be audible, these these microphones. We've got new microphones, by the way. Microphones. I, we forgot yeah. to mention that. That's Anyway. That's why we sound so sexy. That's why we're rebranding the podcast. We're suddenly taking it seriously. <laughs> no. If I was, would I have said it? Like that? No, because no. I sounded like a fuckwit. What's the next one? Well, Rule breaker. So the narcissist enjoys getting away with violating rules and social norms such as cutting in line, chronic under-tipping, stealing offices, office supplies, breaking multiple appointments or disobeying traffic law. Well, that is not me. I'm, I'm pretty straight-laced when it comes to um, yeah, staying within the law. You know, when I left an old workplace, I cleaned out my locker and... I found about, I'd say, a few hundred pens. <laughs> what? That you would put there yourself? That I'd put there. Yeah. So I'd you were collected. stealing hundreds of pens? I'd been there about 12 years. Yeah. And <laughs> That's hilarious. You should, should have seen how many pens I had. I had uh, what? So you, you didn't want to use them, you just wanted to steal them. That's narcissistic. That's what this Definitely. is talking about. You just yeah. wanted to get away with it. <laughs> I just wanted to see how many I could <laughs> <laughs> When I get to 300 pens, that's it, I'm quitting. I've got a story that proves I'm not narcissistic, in this way at least. Um, when I was a kid, I bought, uh, I used to buy Transformers. And uh, they used to have this thing on the back that was like a chart of all of its thing. And if you, if you looked at it in a certain light, you would reveal other things. Anyway, it was always a chart of their abilities or whatever. Okay, yeah. And I was reading it and I was walking at the same time towards the checkout to buy this thing, reading the characteristics. And when I looked up, I was outside the store. I'd walked all the way out. <gasps> You'd walked all the way out yeah. without paying for it. Without paying for the thing. And I'd gotten away with it. I was far enough out that um, I could have just kept walking. You know what I did? I went back and paid for it. And not only that, when I went back, the security guard questioned me. He said, what's, what's that? And I said, it's a, it's a transformer. So you were doing the honest thing and they were trying to get you I for being I said, a, I forgot to pay criminal. for it. I'm coming back to pay for it. And he said, no, you just stole it. And I said, well, no, I, I walked out of the store. And by the way, very observant of you, not noticing me walking right past you, stealing a thing. It would but only I'm be, coming it, back to pay for it, mate. That's what I was going to say. Like, he only gets to say that, right, if, he, if you're... Because I came before back. Before you, you leave the store. He, exactly. Or you've just... Or he observes you inside the store and then leaving the store. Yeah. And then just as you leave the store, goes, hey, yeah. you just stole that. Yeah, and then he, he was like, after missing the opportunity, he suddenly, all of a sudden, was giving, giving me, like, life lessons. Like, yeah, so like... Well, yeah, you know, you have to pay for that. Yeah, that's why I came yeah, back, fuck with. Yeah, I would have stolen it if... You would not have seen me <laughs> if I was going to steal it. I'm only coming back so that it's not stealing. Yeah. 
So I'm not a rule breaker, but social norms, social norms. I do push social norms, I think. I like to see what I can get away with socially, but I don't want to get in trouble with the law. I don't have any real, yeah. Anyway, number four, boundary violator. Ooh. Is that the same as line stepping? Isn't that a dance move? No. Line dancing? No, not line dancing. It's to do with, you know, deliberately... uh, Crossing someone's, you know, sort of moral boundaries. I think it is, yeah. So it yeah. shows wanton disregard for other people's thoughts, feelings, possessions, and yeah. physical space, oversteps and uses others without consideration or sensitivity, borrows items or money without returning, breaks promises and obligations repeatedly, shows little remorse, and blames the victim for one's own lack of respect. Um, I, I don't think any of those apply to me particularly. Um, I'll occasionally troll someone or mess with them a little bit, but that's really just for my own amusement. Or if I feel like they've got some... Like if if you find someone's a little bit racist, sometimes you'll just kind of, you know, have a a, like a little backhanded go at them. You know what I mean? Like you just sort of mess with them a little bit just to like, you know, get a little bit of revenge or something. Like, you know, you're not quite right, so I'm not going to be quite right to you. But um, I don't think it's really violating boundaries deliberately so yeah, much you're just, just stirring them you're just stirring them a little bit it's not i wouldn't call that overly narcissistic no what about you you, you violate boundaries i don't think you do that much do you uh well again i think when i if, if i decide to get really drunk then yeah yeah you become i that guess more na- like all of these traits so far sort of apply to you more so when me. you get drunk they're all enhanced when i when i when sober. i drink when i drink a lot that yeah. is yeah yeah um, all right, all right move uh, on. number five, false image projection. Many l- narcissists like to do things to impress others by making themselves look good externally. This trophy complex can exhibit itself physically, romantically, sexually, socially, religiously, financially, materially, professionally, academically, or culturally. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so, you know. Sort of vague, but yeah. I, I don't really do that do yeah, i someone who uh, maybe in ways i don't understand but i don't think i do does things that just you know trying to prove themselves having said that all of these ones that i say no to in a way i have a, a kind of an inclination to do them and i stop myself so i don't know if <clears throat> if self-control counts as not being narcissistic well, i'm deliberately trying to not be narcissistic yeah. That of, doesn't mean I'm not naturally. I mean, maybe that's a different thing. You're resisting the uh, the, the current psyops that are all, yeah. all being uh, perpetrated on yeah. society. You know, all the things that we're sort of geared or steered towards doing and are, are encouraged yeah. by advertising or marketing or, uh, I don't know, schools or yeah. you know, mostly all advertising. All the indoctrination. Mostly advertising, though. Um, yeah, you sort of... Resisting against those well, I'm, I'm behaviours that are being encouraged. I'm trying to live the ideal principles in my head rather than the natural incri- inclinations. So yeah. I guess that's... Well, whether I don't know if that's whether, good or bad. Whether, the, whether they are natural in- inclinations is is another... It's That's sort of another big discussion as well, too. Yeah, I guess it is. I yeah. mean, yeah. Whether that's natural or whether it's being manufactured by all this, you know, all this stuff that's that's on TV and in advertising. False image projection, then, Rodders. Do you do you think you do that? <coughs> what? I, don't, I don't think you do that. You're quite sort of self uh, depreciating at, at times, and then again, so is like Russell Brand. But it comes across as 
when he does it, it comes across as very narcissistic because I think I think it's obvious he's doing it, but he also thinks he's awesome. Yeah, he's yeah, he's awesome at at being uh, you know some kind of soothsayer. Yeah, he's a he's a yeah. self aware narcissist though. He even yeah. talks about it. So yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he's quite honest about um, you know stuff that he's done in the past. Yeah, that would be deemed very narcissistic. Yeah, he, anyway, move on. He considers himself a recovering narcissist. Yeah, I that's think, right. He's whatever. in recovery from. From all these, uh, number behavior. six is entitlement. Narcissists, uh, narcissists often expect preferential treatment from others. They expect others to cater, often instantly, to their needs, without being considerate in return. In their mindset, the world revolves around them. Yeah, uh, sort of. They're always first. Treatment. Not really. I think. I think I'm pretty clear on that. I'm more than happy for you know other people to to shine ahead of me. Let's yeah. play the background. Yeah, but that, that's not really what it is. It's more expecting to be treated. That's actually a really common one when you think about it. Like all of these people saying, I demand <coughs> respect. There's this like new thing that apparently you don't have to earn respect anymore. You just, you deserve it. It's a human right. Yeah, yeah. It's a right to have respect. And, uh, you know, I, I've actually said to people on message boards and stuff that I frequent, you know, like you can tell me to respect you as much as you want. But I won't if I don't. Like, I will make that decision one way yeah, or another. It doesn't sway someone to respect yeah. someone else if that person is asking for respect. No, or demanding it. You, I mean, you may, you, may say, you may say, okay, I'll give you respect. But you don't mean it unless you actually respect the person. And in fact, you'll probably respect them less for demanding respect. Yep. So, um, I don't It works know. against them in the end. I don't know what that's got to do with anything. Number seven, <laughs> charmer. Narcissists can be very char- charismatic and persuasive. When they're interested in you for their own gratification, they make you feel very special and wanted. However, they lose interest in you, most likely after they've gotten what they want or become bored. They may drop you without a second thought. Aww. I'll tell you, uh, there's one thing that's kind of, this may be occurring to you too. First of all, the, the boss that I had, all of these points, uh, this could have yep. been very well been the list that I actually read because... He is all of these things exactly to a T. I hope he doesn't listen to this. They're quite self-centered, aren't they? Narcissists. Yes, very much so. But does this by any chance remind you of our um, friend uh, Timbo? Because he has all of these traits. Yeah. He was he was, agree. Yeah. he was the perfect self-aware narcissist. He used to even say, you remember he used to go, oh, okay, okay, back to me, back to me. Like, Admitting he's being narcissistic, yeah. he's still doing it. Doing anyway. it like a joke, but yeah, but then actually directing the conversation back to him, so um, like you know, sort of invalidating that it was just humour. Um, and he was very charismatic and charming. He so. was charming. He made you yeah. know, he, he made everyone around him like him. Yeah, I was charmed by him. All right, let's go through the rest of the list, and maybe we can come back to that. Uh, number eight, grandiose personality, thinking of oneself as a hero or heroine, a prince or princess. So, you know. Uh, yeah, dude, I don't think of myself like that at all. I think I'm kind of, you know, pretty useless. I'd really like to be a little bit more grandiose, to I, be honest. I might be, a, I might be godlike, but I'm not a god. <laughs> I think that's, that's a good enough answer. <laughs> um, number nine. Now, this is a really good one to, to be aware of because a lot of people experience this and don't understand how it happens. Right. It's negative emotions. Many narcissists enjoy spreading and arousing negative emotions to gain attention, feel powerful, and keep you insecure and off balance. They are easily upset at any real or perceived insights or inattentiveness. Mm. Uh, sorry, perceived slights. 
so insults or whatever. Yeah, so like reading into innocent comments and making them about themselves and making them derogatory. So basically, they they manipulate you with emotion. They try and get it, and that goes to getting negative emotion too. They that goes to you know just being the center of attention and, and wanting everything to be about them. But also the willingness to use negative emotions yeah. to manipulate people, which is something that uh, I think when you're a victim of it, I know from my perspective, I just couldn't understand that that could be false. Like mm. that, you know, but, but at the but same time, it was that. so insane yeah. as well that, you know, anyway, I, the, you know, the reason why this relationship stuff uh, fits so well with my ex-boss is because having a boss like in the situation I was where I was sort of working from home, it was just him and me, you know, doing stuff together. Yeah. It was like a relationship. I mean, mm. we didn't fuck, and I want to make that very clear. We did not fuck. Well, that's good. I'm relieved to hear that. But this isn't about sex, any of this stuff. No, this is about I mean, behavior, I'm, I'm sure it, how people it would, behave. It would manifest in sexual behavior, but it's not about sex. This is about uh, psychology. And Yeah, and it doesn't have to include sex no. and stuff, just because we're talking about no, I think this can apply to friendships. It can apply yeah. to um, family, colleagues. It can apply to family, yeah, everything. And number 10, which is the ultimate one, is manipulation, using others as an, ex- as an extension of self, making decisions for others to suit one's own needs. The narcissist may use his or her romantic partner, child, friend, or colleague to meet unreasonable self-serving needs, fulfill unrealized dreams, or cover up self-perceived inadequacies and flaws. So I think we may have all experienced this type of stuff too. Some people are just inherently manipulative. And I've got to say this, I do this. I, I am manipulative and I hate it about myself, but I, but I can see it quite often and, I'm, and I believe I'm good at it, which would probably be another narcissistic trait. Yeah, that would make you a little bit of a narcissist. For sure. That's if you why you think you're a good manipulator. That's why of when you said thirty five percent, I'm like, well, if I go point by point, I'm not three and a half of them. But manipulation being at the core of almost every other point and being something that I that I feel like I do kind of knowingly, like it's it's unconscious but it's I can see it. So it's confusing whether it's well, deliberate well at least or not. you're aware of it and that, that in that way you can adjust if yeah. if if you need to. I've been trying to for, for years. I mean, you know, maybe 15 years I've been trying to be less manipulative and let people Well, that's what I'm saying. Be. We, we, learned all the, we learned all these behaviors and, and mm. it's the type narcissistic behavior is the type of behavior that's promoted. Yeah. Through a lot of publicly accepted, um, you know, sort of ways like yeah, outlets or whatever. Yeah, through through all the marketing and and uh, and just through TV. Mm. It's very true. It's 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 sad. Also, that, you know, all these sort of negative human Media. traits are being manipulative, are being manipulated and and enhanced in us. You know, to and normalised to some extent. So normalised, yeah, yeah. So that everyone's acting like this, and everyone ends up being combative with each other and overly competitive, and just yeah. argue about stupid things and. That way we're all just wasting each other's time and not paying any attention to anything that actually matters and uh, that's more important. Well, you know? it's, it's so we don't see the man behind the curtain, right? To use a, um, a Wizard of Oz see, reference. We don't see the yeah the Wizard of Oz that's hiding in plain sight behind a you know just a black curtain at the front of the theatre mm. that we're all watching this movie on, Harvey. That's absolutely true. Or maybe we're writing the story and it goes back to the determination yeah. thing. You know what I mean? 
you know what uh, you know what I like about doing this this podcast and the and the way we do it. And what, what do you I like? Know, I know everything's unprofessional and it probably rambles on, and I'm probably doing it right now and boring everyone to tears. And we don't have professional radio voices and all that stuff. But what I like is we're kind of on a journey, and it's quite a genuine journey. Like we don't understand stuff, you know. No. You know, when we talk to each other, we're, we're, we're trying to learn and work things out together. And sort I of a learn-as-you-go podcast, isn't it? It is. It's like learn learn with rodders and hearts. <laughs> <laughs> learn basic human stuff that yeah. you should already know. Or maybe, uh, yeah, a lot of people that, that, that maybe everyone already knows this stuff and we're just the slow pokes catching but up. Are you, are you like me? Are you tired of listening to people pretending to be experts? You know, like what they do, right? Like, oh, some, some this, people is gonna, are, this is going to upset people. Some people are expert in, in one particular thing. Absolutely, yeah. Like the guy, the Polybius guy, I'm sure, after studying Polybius for so long, uh, he's, he'd be the foremost expert in it, you know. Um, there are such things as real, but, but there's so many people doing creative things, you know, um, wanting to be creators or whatever. And, and they do this, they come from this point of above the audience, where they're telling them something as if they're an expert. And it's not that they're not an expert or they're not smart or anything like that. I'm not saying that they don't know stuff. Mm. But they're Googling it before they go on air. You know, they're researching. Making themselves out to be smarter than yeah. they actually and are. and they're, they're stepping on the shoulders of other people who do do that research. So, like researching stuff, researching research isn't researching. Like, uh, like Kendrick Lamar says, sit down, be humble. Yeah. That's why that's such a popular song because it just flies in the face of narcissism. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there you go. I mean, it's he, he just Kendrick. He just slice. He, he slices. slices. He, he he strikes a chord with so many people at one time with one piece of media. You know, mm. he's just really really good at it. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. I just a lot of I people. Just, a lot of people hate it. A lot of people hate it too. I get sick of having people talk to me as if they're experts in something. I, I like to go on a journey with someone and. I like to ask questions and not necessarily give answers like there's only one answer. Yeah, more like provoke some discussion about it rather yeah. than, you know, uh, trying to tell you all the ins and outs and this have, is this is the only valid information about this subject. And exactly. Have you seen that um, that little snippet of Eric Schmidt, the, the CEO of Google, where he's doing some interview on a, on a stage, I can't remember what it was for, and... Um, he says, uh, have you ever typed a search term into Google and had more than one answer come up? And the interviewer goes, yeah, of course, it happens all the time. There's multiple answers. That's he the goes, idea. He said, that's a bug. Our ultimate goal is to have one answer come up, yeah. the correct answer. That's right. And I hate that idea. The correct answer. I hate According to who? Yeah, exactly. According so, to him? So, so if someone tells you something like they have the answer, I'm inherently suspicious immediately of that person yeah and i i feel the need to question and go back to their sources and check whether or not their opinion is valid and that's very hard when it's a nasa scientist because then you've got to go to university for like you know 15 years to get enough information and who's got time for that who's got time for that i don't, I don't who's really got time, time to talk for more than 54 minutes on a podcast well apparently we do because apparently we do because we've just done it that's what we're yeah. doing that's what we've done yeah. um so should we? Yeah, it's probably a good place to finish. All right, let's see how Down fast there. you can wind up. It's right. at fifty-five minutes now. Go. Well, that's been the uh, cerebral flatulence podcast, people. 
you can get at us on the speak pipe. Got your speak pipe? Please do. Uh, I could just play the same one again. No, but, but that was fake. Don't just play that so, one. No. Yeah, no, I didn't record a new one. Damn it. I, I didn't have a new voice to go with. I'm working on my we Boston speak accent. Pipe. We need a, it, The day we get a genuine speak pipe is the day I will get excited. Yeah. Me get, too. If I'll, I get a real I'll speak pipe, I'll be so very happy. Very, excited. You saw that one, that post on Facebook where I said, please, someone use our speak <laughs> yeah. pipe. And, and, that made and, me laugh, actually. And I've, I've posted a couple of times and it looks positive because those guys are trying to support each other and whatever, but no one's left a message still. Ah, oh, well. I'm even wondering whether it works. Just go to the website, 1240podcast.com. Get us, uh, give us a review on iTunes if you want. Yeah. Tell us how narcissistic you think we are. Yeah, exactly. Give or us how, how much are you? Give us a star rating out of five for how narcissistic we are. Hopefully, yeah. it gets us a five-star rating. <laughs> <laughs> you can base your rating on how narcissistic you think we are, if you like. Absolutely. That's what I was saying. Uh, there's the Twitter as well. You know, Get yeah. us on that. Tweet. You could tweet at us. Uh, can't guarantee a hugely rapid reply. Haven't logged in for months. No, but I'd like to get more active on that. Like I I've, hate Twitter. I've said that. I don't mind it. I'm, I'm like sick of everything that's just crowded with self-promotion. And there's just a lot narcissistic of... Narcissistic behavior. There's a lot of contrarian activity on, on Twitter. There's a lot of people just being contrary. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. I don't mind that. As yeah. long as they're Which real is, people saying real things. Yeah, yeah. And not just trying to sell a book or something. Hopefully, it's uh, hopefully it's 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 majority real people. Mm. I, I think it is. I don't get much inter. I don't know how to engage on it. I don't get much engagement to you, be honest. You were doing really well, but now you're two minutes into this wind up, <sighs> rambling on again. Whatever, Facebook, you know, shit. Play the music. Just uh, just play the music. Just 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 do something. Just do something, audience. Get out of bed. Oh, no, we don't do that No, anymore. we don't do that anymore. Oh, that's, that's been fun. Yeah. yeah. It's been good. As usual, I think it was you know, pretty bad. But well, we'll see when we listen to it back. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. It's been episode 40. 40 of these. Happy 40th, Rodders. Yeah, thanks, mate. Happy yeah. 40th to you too. Thank you. And, Here's uh, some champagne. It's audio only. They don't know we don't really have champagne. Yeah, yeah no. We, yeah. I mean, how could they tell? Yeah. They, they wouldn't know that there's cocaine on the table. Or that Where'd the music to... go? finished yeah it's out this is the end of the podcast it's done we're still talking for some holy reason holy fuck well i can't f- see my mouse cursor <coughs> just cut it off i'll just stop it stop uh, in fact what i'll do is i'll stop it mid 